Remember, everyone, pacing is key. And ladies and gentlemen, yes, pacing is key here at the Vigilante 1939 Podcast. A father-son, best friend dynamic. We talk about all things DC, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing the revealed runtime for the Batman, along with the official score of the movie, the first trailer for Moon Knight, episode 4 of both Peacemaker and the Book of Boba Fett, and little Superman and Lois talk at the end here. I'm one of your co-hosts, Nick Zanig, and joining me each and every week are Nico and Nick Caruso Jr. How's it going, gentlemen? Hey, I'm glad to be here, man. I'm glad you guys made some time for me in between your uh, oh. your Sundance movie marathon. I, I we we are what like, you call cinephiles. You guys, you guys have been watching about eight or nine movies a day. God bless <laughs> you, man. Nico's in, the, Nico's in the basement. We had to bring the porta potty down to him because... <laughs> I couldn't move. I couldn't move. I had to stay there the whole time. Just kidding. But thank you for the kind words. uh, Yes, thank you. Thank you for supporting our hobby. Sure. Um, Watching some... Buddy, how many have you watched? Uh, (laughs) 11 (laughs) movies. Yeah, I'm on... I I got... I think I'm on 10 and I got two tonight and two tomorrow. Nice. One Wednesday. Good Lord. Yeah, I got my last one on Wednesday, so I'll do do a a nice winking of 12 movies. Amazing. Oh yeah, man! Twelve, hey, man, it's unbelievable. Fun. Hey, listen, more power to you guys, man. Yeah. I, 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 you're very committed, and I I like it. These are better. I mean, I've seen this year. I saw more than I saw last year, mm-hmm. but collectively, I think the whole group is better than last year. It was top heavy. There were like two really good ones I saw, and the rest were like okay. These yeah. pretty much all of them are, are are really solid so far. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So make sure to follow our uh, Nico's and I Twitters. We're, we're really wrapping up reviews there. And we'll, of course, probably do a, a ranking of everything we've seen once everything is complete. So be on the lookout for that. But gentlemen, speaking of the word cinema, cinema. one of the things that people like to critique of cinema is the runtime of said movie. And the Batman is getting closer and closer every day, guys. And we now know that the runtime of the movie is two hours and 55 minutes, making it the longest solo Batman movie ever, one of the longest comic book movies ever made. So Mr. C, a nearly three-hour Batman movie, almost here, one month away. How does it make you feel? Well, <clears throat> I tweeted uh, a couple nights ago that I I am so happy, elated to see what Matt Reeves is doing. He's been a little bit active on Twitter with the score we're going to talk about in front of the, um, he was in front of what the IMAX screen. And the Dolby He's screen. really, really seems to be pleased with his work. And I said that I'm, I'm pretty stoked that he's so confident about it. So for me, one time in a movie doesn't really matter. 
I know it's been a hot topic. Some of us have discussed it, and we've we've we we like to talk a lot about a lot of these comic book movies are probably about twenty twenty five minutes too long, but those are mainly the MCU movies. You don't hear me say that too much about the Warner Brother movies because they're they're really never really that long, except for Zach's and Zach's was on HBO Max. So Wonder Woman eighty four is long. That was like Wonder Woman eighty four was a and it feels long. Yeah, it it feels so. Zeddy, look. From everything I'm hearing, the test screenings, I think that there's nothing that they want to cut out. Yeah. And that has got me, again, super excited. And if some of those rumors we're hearing about characters, appearances, and whatnot, look, I'm all for it, man. It's We're close now. We're about six weeks away. So I'm very happy with the runtime. I, you know, after we see it, I'll be honest and say it, it's too long, but I don't think I'm going to say that. Yeah, this to me, the news is more exciting than just like the whole statistics of, oh, it's going to be the longest Batman movie, it's going to be one of the longest comic book film, whatever. Like, that's all cool and that's dope to talk about and kind of speculate about and reflect on. But for me, the biggest thing this says, like my dad just said, is like they saw this long cut and the studio itself is so happy with it that they don't want to cut anything out. And don't forget, this is a studio who has had the mandate, the two-hour mandates going back to 2017. Uh, there was talks about, you know, Wonder Woman 84. They wanted it to be a little shorter. There are studios out there prefer the movies to be shorter, um, a lot of people say, so that they could m- maximize the number of screens. You know, hence why a movie like Venom, Let There Be Carnage, is a crisp 90, and it feels like there's a lot cut out, but the studio said that Sony going, hey, we can add a lot more screens to get people to see it. Then you look at no way home. That's two and a half, but the pacing is incredible. It doesn't even feel like two and a half hours. And I've seen that movie six friggin' times. So I could, I could literally attest that I have not once that movie flies by. Mm-hmm. So this shows me that they're so confident in every minute and every frame that they kept the whole thing. And that makes me even more excited because it tells me that the quality is there a hundred percent. And I agree with my dad. A lot of these comic book movies feel long because we feel like there's unnecessary stuff. The pacing's off at times. A recent example is Wonder Woman 84 is very slow in the middle. There's not a lot of action in a two and a half hour film about heart and love or whatever. But this one, man, let's <laughs> let's do it. There's no, Sign me up. There's no deviance in this movie, is there? No. <laughs> not to my as knowledge. As long as there's no deviance, I'll be okay with it. Oh man, yeah, I gotta, I gotta completely echo you guys, man. I think the one thing that this tells me too is that this is clearly Matt Reeves' true vision, right? Uh, which excites me even more. I agree with you guys. It definitely shows confidence that the studio didn't want to undercut what Matt Reeves shot. Uh, there might be, I know there's rumors going going around that there might be a longer movie of what he shot too, but I think a three-hour Batman movie is pretty damn cool, man. And especially when you think about the weight of this movie, like how long we had to wait for it. I say, why not make it like a true celebration of mm-hmm. just getting in this movie? And the worst thing that you would want to hear is, you know, you watch a movie that's like, what, 210, 220, and then you find out there's an additional, like, 45 minutes that you didn't see out of the movie. So I, I think we're going to walk out of walk out of this movie, and we're going to say that, you know, we, we saw the Batman. Like, we saw the movie. So that's what I'm really excited for. And kicking it off, guys, is uh we got a dun, 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 dun. The score, guys. Michael Giacchino released the score. Man, I'm gonna kick this one off to you, Mister G, because this thing. Whew, talk about putting you in in the emotional field, man. How'd you feel about the score? 
Yeah, I mean it's 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 almost a classic theme before we even see the movie. So I love it. I liked it first when they teased it with that little still. It's powerful. It's it it's got that tone where you can visualize Robert Pattinson. But I really want to see it. I mean, I love it and everything like that. But I need to see it in the context of the movie too to maybe appreciate it a little bit more because I can listen to it and get psyched and all that, but I'm not someone that is going to do that off until I see the movie. Yeah. In my opinion, it's cooler when you see it and you go back and you like are remembering mm-hmm. the scenes that accompanies, but no, it's a very uh, fantastic piece of music. Like Zeddy, you even use the word emotional. I think it's great. The thing I like the most about it is the beginning, though, because that ending, the done, done, done thing, we've heard since February uh-huh. 2020. Mm-hmm. So that theme's been teased and used in trailers, and it's epic. And it was cool to hear it slow build and then explode, you know, done, done, done. Like that was sick. Um, but I really like the beginning and the middle because it feels, and I've seen a lot of people saying this, it feels very emotional in the beginning before it gets into that big ending. And I was talking to um, a friend of the show last night, Zach, and he was telling me he feels like it almost feels like an end, like the end of the movie. Like it's, it's kind of playing off something that happened. And then the score Mm. kicks in as he's ready to set out and be the Batman again. Um, That's a good point. Kind of like every one of the dark Knight films ends with him, like doing something in each title of those films are actually the ending of the movie, which is brilliant. So maybe, Mm -hmm. He is the Batman in this movie, but when the movie ends, he really becomes the Batman of Gotham City where he's recognized, he's understood, he's felt. Um, and I think that score actually being at the end of the movie would be cool. But it, it's 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 very good. I've played it often. I was in the shower when I had it on, and then... All right, easy now. Wait, listen, what do you mean? <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait why is, is that music. weird? Stop it. No, dude. The people play music when they're in the shower all the time. <laughs> and it's something I do, and after I turned it on, because it leaked early, so I was listening to it hours before. Yeah. Shout out to the people who sent me it early. You know who you are. Some wink-wink international friends of ours. Leaker. Thank you. Um, I was going to make a joke. No, You're I'm a leaker. I'm not, don't, okay, why did you have to say it again? No, <laughs> no, I made it sound weird the first time. Anyway, um, after I got out, man, I was ready to go patrol and fight, yeah. man. I was ready to start good swinging at some criminals down here in downtown Shy which would be dangerous for me. Ooh, but, ooh. Um, man, when I cut that score behind me, you I don't know. I'm invincible. I'm invincible. So, yeah, man, Zeddy, what'd you think of it, man? Oh, man. I mean, like you said, too, it's, it's emotional. It was the slow build is what really got me, too. You know how it just it takes its time to build like that. Michael Giacchino doesn't miss, man. Uh, he, he's a great composer, man. And I, and I think everything with this movie seems to just be falling in line. So. Uh, epic score. I love that they released it now too, because it's definitely going to be in my eardrums leading up to March 3rd, which isn't a bad thing to me. I'll probably buy some more merchandise listening to the score because it's just the way you got to do it. And now uh, bring it on, man. March 3rd, we are right around the corner. I know we're talking about uh, Dolby Cinema opening night because that seems to be uh, the way you, you want to do it. I know Matt Reeves is really promoting IMAX with Dolby to see the movie and we're going with Dolby, baby. So I Dolby prefer, your bust here for the V39 crowd. I prefer Dolby to IMAX. Yeah. That's sure. just me. That's okay. Yeah. That's just me. <laughs> How about you? How about Dad? you, Mr. Are you a big you know, screen guy no, or a sound guy? You know, the, he's off guard with this question because no, he doesn't care. The IMAX <laughs> thing to me is a little overrated. I, I don't know why. Huh? I, I don't know. 
It's because you need a good theater. Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, a lot of IMAX theaters like, are really dim. Ours are small too. They're small. Yeah, theaters. they're not really so true IMAX. They're in yeah. the multiplex. They're in the in the in the malls. So maybe if we went to downtown or to a real bigger theater. So for me, it's like it's cool. But I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you like I notice. It's like completely different. I notice a difference with Dolby now with IMAX. Yeah, at least not at the AMC in Oakbrook that we go to. But that yeah. IMAX screen's really dim. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really dim. Very much. But the Dolby one not only is the picture great too. I just love the sound. Mm-hmm. And in this film, I want to hear. Yeah. Oh yeah, every Batman voice. And I want to hear the yeah. score. I want to hear every cat meowing in Selena's. <laughs> I especially like Thomas Dolby when he plays. She blinded me with sound. I want to feel every punch. You just think of that. Do you know that song? No. You guys know Thomas Dolby? Boy, no. Blinded <laughs> me with science. You don't know that song from the 80s? I have a really dumb question. Yeah. Is uh, that what Dolby's named after no, him? No, it's okay. not. He was an English rock pop I've probably star. heard it in a movie. Yeah. I just can't think of it right now. Do you understand why I might think that, though? Because uh, he's a musician. So. <laughs> I say we move on. Let's move on. I say we move on. Oh, man. Not we'll... even going to. I know, I know. We'll still stay tuned, fellas, because we actually may have a cool, cool announcement that we may be announcing for the Batman leading up into late February here. So, oh yeah, stay tuned for that. Might have the something cave? cool dropping. So, something with a cave or something like that, right? Or something like that. Something. Like no, that. it's with the eye black. Oh, we're all gonna we're gonna do a stream. We're gonna do. We're, gonna do we're all gonna do an eye. We should all do that. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have a stream with the eye black. And we're going to be very moody. The lights are going to be very, very dim. Moody with the dark, yeah. With, with the... <laughs> do it by candlelight. We should do it by candlelight. If this episode gets 100 likes on Twitter, we will do a stream with the eye black. That's you know what? Cool. I will take that bet. I will take that yeah. bet. Right yeah, now, I'm, nice I'm here. here. I know. That's why there I'm saying. <laughs> because it's cool if it happens. It's yeah. only beneficial. Then, But then, like, this, yeah. Okay. We're, we're doing we, we'll fig- we'll it. We'll figure it out if it happens. We'll figure it out. 100 likes. There you go. And we will do a stream in the eye black. There you go. And they have to be real accounts here. I will I will be tracking you. I'll yes. Tracking you. There you go. All right, fellas. But, you know, it's funny here. I'm, I'm not outside, but, you know, I took a look outside here, and I saw that the moon was starting to set here just a little bit, you know, and, and uh, the night is definitely approaching here because uh, we had our first moon night trailer here with Oscar Isaac hitting Disney Plus now on March 30th. Woo! Getting the Batman in the beginning of March and Moon Knight at the end of March. Mr. C, first trailer of Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac, he's never in anything. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he's got some work. Uh, he's a fine actor, and it's. I wish they would find some more roles for him. Yeah. Uh, they played this thing up pretty big. It was on halftime of the um, Monday Night Football playoff game, yeah, yeah. which was pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I'm eagerly looking forward to Moon Knight because I think I'd be honest with you. I'm almost looking more forward to Moon Knight because of what it's probably going to lead into mm-hmm. with all the other supernatural characters or whatnot. I don't know a lot about the character himself. I never really write a lot about him. So I'm going to kind of go into this show and have this kind of be my initiation into the character. The first thing that threw me was his English accent. I called Nico up right away. I go, is Oscar Isaacs in English? And you're like, no. And then and then Chris Evans astutely told me that I guess Mark Spector is his name, right? I guess mm-hmm. he has um I have no idea. Multiple personalities. Yes. Yeah. Which, which is, is kind of cool. So yeah, it 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 feels like something different than what we've gotten 
at all from Marvel, right? And for someone like me, I'm really excited because I feel like we're now going to enter that quadrant, if you will, that phase with Blade coming on. With it looks like Kid Harrington is going to be a part of that. We know Werewolf by Night is going to be in this Jack Russell. So very, very cool. Uh, Ethan Hawke looks extremely creepy and Mm -hmm. scary in the character that he's playing. Outside of that, visually it looks cool. I think the costume looked pretty cool too at the end. It's again, it's something different. It's it's. I'm so amazed at these Marvel series how it just seems like everyone is completely different than than what we've got. And this is the next series. So yeah. when you it, it, it's following in the footsteps of those other four, and yet it's nothing like those series. So I'm ready, but I I don't have a lot besides just being a little bit wowed by it and interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to say it looks good and, and listen, it's got great, there's great actors mm-hmm. in this thing. So, yeah, um, I'm excited, mainly excited for our number one Moon Knight fan that we know that Chris Evans, our guy who co-hosts the world's finest here with Zeddy. If you're checking out that on YouTube, you should, if not, well, you should, um, cause I know y'all are watching Superman and Lois, so do it, uh, please legally you have to know that I just said it, um, but also, I'm very excited for everyone on Twitter and TikTok who has suddenly been lifelong Moon Knight fans. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited that that the trailer, and I quote, everything you want it to be, and and I quote, this is Moon Knight, baby. Okay, okay. I'm being a dick. Yeah. I know about, like, Listen, if you're listening to this and you are a Moon Knight fan, I am not talking about you. And if we are friends and have interacted on podcasts on Twitter and you are a Moon Knight fan, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about when I'm on TikTok, when when I'm on Twitter. Like, like, listen, I'm the first to say when people are excited about something, go ahead. But when I follow you on TikTok, and I'm not saying who... And I have, for almost a year and a half, and I've never seen you talk about Moon Knight once... When you react to the trailer and go, it's everything I could have wanted to be. This is Moon Knight. This is quintessential. All right. Miss me with that nonsense. Anyway, uh, I know nothing about Moonlight. Moon, Moonlight. Great film from A24. Great, great movie. Nice picture winner. Um, I know nothing about Moon Knight other than um, funny memes on Twitter that of like, of like comic panels where like he's swearing and stuff. Um, and then mainly our guy, Chris Evans is the one who's kind of told me mm-hmm. everything. I don't know anything like the dude with the beak in the trailers dope, but I don't know who that is. Um, all you're, I you're know learned. is this guy's multiple yeah. personalities. What I'm trying to say is I know nothing about moon Knight, but this trailer was so hard that I'm in and man, this don't even feel like Disney plus. Like this mm-hmm. thing looks hard. This thing looks like HBO did, Max. Did it feel like a little like Watchmen or like Zack it Snyder? did? It yeah. did. It felt like Watchmen did HBO. It, it felt like Zacky. <laughs> <laughs> it felt. It felt like a lot of things. Yeah. But also, man, shouts to the remix of Day and Night by Kid Cudi. That was so fire, dude. Oh yeah, that was and, awesome. And for people who don't know that song, 
it's a really good song by Kid Cudi, one of the best artists ever um, of the modern generation. It's cool they use the song in the trailer because the day and night song is about his psychological battle. It's like bipolar. He's day, he's night. It's not yep. about the actual time of the day, Dad. I don't know if you know that. He's not saying in in the day there's sun and the night there's moon. It sounds like it's applicable to this scene. Exactly. Good. Good. It's Jack Nicholson. Get it all Yes. So maybe, maybe you know more about moon day and night than you do. Just turn and... Oh man! You know what I said even before I kicked you though. Yeah. It's funny though because you're right. Like Moon Knight sells about four comics like a month. I, you know, like yeah. But, now they're flying. But once no. again, Marvel does a great job of getting these characters who don't sell any comics at all to become household names. I think that's going to happen again. Day and night. That's Ping such bong. a good song. How about you, Moon Knight. It's funny, man. I was just at the the LCS and uh, looking for some Moon Knight comics. I don't know where they're at, Nico. Suddenly they're just flying no, off the rack. Hot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Hot, hot. You get one. Yeah, now they're hot. <laughs> uh, just to uh, piggyback uh, piggyback off you guys. Off trailer was great. Uh, it's about time that we saw it. This is the one that I know a lot of people wanted to see. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. You know, shout out to our guy Chris who's been. Really chomping up the bit to see it. Oscar Isaac looks amazing. Uh, like that scene where he's banging on his head looks absolutely uh, creepy, disturbing, and it's Oscar Isaac at his finest. Uh, he looks dope. Like Moon Knight looks pretty, pretty dope. Uh, it seems like it's a pretty high budget show, which is great. It's six episodes. I'm hearing you might get two on premiere day. So that's going to be tight, and I'm excited for it. It's, it's going to be awesome. March is going to be an awesome month, man. So he's bring a bad it looks off, man. Batman ripoff, ripoff, man. <laughs> oh, man. I have no response to that because I've seen that. And You've I don't seen even that, right, though? It's a joke. <laughs> no, 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 no I know. But hey, I the MCU yeah, beat, beat DC to white eyes, baby. Oh. Or I saw the absolutely. Here's here's the first time <laughs> I'm going to admit. I'm going to say some massively hypocritical. Oh. I say I respect all opinions, but oh. please, there is another a TikTok page podcast show that exists out there where the hosts were saying that Moon Knight was going to be bigger than the Batman. Oh. And I almost broke my own phone oh. out of rage because I'm like, listen, Come on, man. stop it. Come on, stop man. It. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Right. Thank you. That's all. I would edit that out. I don't even think we need to address that. Let's move that. on. No, no, no. That's move on. on. Keep on grooving. Shout out to all. Keep on keeping. Keep on. Men of all time. Happy birthday, Paul Stanley. Happy Stanley. birthday, Happy Paul, Stanley. birthday Paul, Stanley. Paul Stanley. Absolutely, baby. Absolutely. And and the show must always Brian. go on. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely, man. <laughs> you wanted the best. You... <laughs> <laughs> oh, nobody's. <laughs> nobody's. I just. I just did the tongue out with the, with the... Yeah. Ah, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, video. <laughs> did a fantastic Thank you, vigilante. <laughs> oh man. All right, fellas. All right, fellas. I, I feel like reading a book. How about you guys? Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The book of Boba Fett, maybe episode four. <laughs> Feels like I've seen it a lifetime ago, but we're gonna talk about that one. Yeah. But uh Mr. C, is Boba back? Is Boba did Boba come back? What do you think? Uh, what do you think? You know what? It, it's not that it's back, but I did find this episode to be probably the best one of the series so far for me. 
And outside of some of the awkward beginning where, where he takes uh, Fennec, is that her name? Yes, sir. To yes. that doctor who looked like he did not belong anywhere in a Star Wars movie or whatever. Again, it looked like something out of the 80s. I I'm, I'm keep saying that. But uh, what, I, what I really liked about this episode, guys, is that it kind of got Boba Fett back to being interesting and he kind of became a boss again. And it reminded me of how I liked him when he appeared in the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's great too. And felt like fierce and powerful and with purpose. And they haven't really done that to him so far. He's been he's been coddling a lot of animals and you know, flashbacks with the Tuscan Raiders and and so, you know, this we've talked about it before that the entire series has been like little moments here and there, little callbacks, domesticating everyone and making them good. This felt like Boba Fett might not be like as good as, I don't know, maybe, maybe they'll leave just a little bit in him to be that kind of anti hero, which I'm hoping really love the backstory, mm-hmm. how he met Fennec and how yes. that, that whole thing evolved because she again has had, is it's been kind of in the background. Um, you know, for like most of the series, or she hasn't been that interesting. Love the Black K, love the Wookie stuff. That's great. The um, the fight scene in the in the kitchen was horrible. It's so funny that that like as as much as I liked it, there was just some stuff in there that is just so bad. And it's you know, it's Robert Rodriguez, and it's like you're you're mm-hmm. watching this thing, and you're like, are they really doing some of this stuff? It's just very awkward and. I don't know if cringeworthy is the right word. And even with the Bantha, like the Bantha, he's it, it. So there's some things in there that are really weird. Having said that, I like where I think it might be going. I love the scene where they're all the, all the, all the town leaders are sitting around. Again, it reminded me of the Sopranos. It, re, it reminded me of a little mob get together of everyone worried about their own territories. And we've got to bond together and, of course, none of them are going to help him. Everybody's out for them themselves. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's back, Zeddy, but it's it's definitely took a little step up from where it's been. And it's got me just slightly more interested in there's what, like three left? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I, I'm a little more, I use the word, I'm cautiously optimistic that the best may be yet to come and that maybe somehow it kind of salvages not just the series, but the character, because I don't, I don't want to leave this series and be like, just not even wondering or caring if I see Boba Fett anymore. Yeah. This show, it's also funny how variable the show has been for people. Cause I also liked episode four, but I saw a lot of people who didn't. Yeah. I didn't really like episode three. I saw a lot of people who loved it for me. Uh, you know, it's been a hard show for me to watch. Cause I thought the first episode was pretty subpar. I liked the second one. I, there were some awesome moments in episode three, but I thought holistically it was a bad episode. This one, I like most of it. There was, it's probably the most complete one for me quality wise, even though there was some head scratchers. Um, I really liked the, the backstory of him and Fennec. Cause that was some great character work for the two of them. Mm-hmm. Still feels weird though. When you reflect like how he kind of came out of the pit and was good. Right. And they're still trying to make him like too much of a good guy. Yeah. Still, when he was a bounty hunter, it is hard. It's not like there's time in between Return of the Jedi and this. It's he's about to kill Luke Skywalker 
and he goes in the Sarlacc pit and he comes out and he's a really good guy. Like, it is so suspect. Well, the Tuscan Raiders. They helped him. They I know, him. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> they did, they did, they did. Um, as for the stuff now, it worked. I, I thought the black kit always let the Wookiee win. He'll always rip your arm off. Always let the Wookiee win. Off, Those stupid. Everybody knows. They didn't. They did that so wrong. You let the Wookiee win. Well, you know, he's got a bad history with those trans. What are they? Transgoshians? Is that Transdosians. Trans- yeah, he's yeah. got a real bad he's history. He's got a tough with history them, with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, now now that he's on Team Boba, it's sick. This one, mostly great. I, I love the Godfathery mob stuff at the end. You're right. No one's going to help him. But. The coolest thing in this one. Yeah, I saved that for you. Two times they play the Mandalorian, <laughs> and it is intentional. You see his ship going to hyperspace when he goes to find Fennec. Then at mm-hmm. the end, when she says credits goodbye, Muscle, and it goes, um, we could be setting up for something epic here if he gets a whole squad to take on the stupid pikes who are, stupid. Who are still a dumbass. Those, pikes. But, um, Those squid game been, wannabes. Should have been the Crimson Dawn. Maybe they'll be the setup for season two. I don't know if there is a season two. I'm, I'm not sure how the show's performing anymore. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. But this one, I was shockingly, I really dug. A lot of this episode. Yeah. I think that's the best you could say about it. Right? See, mm-hmm. how about you? Yeah, you're... I've been using this term a lot. You know, to me, it's just another episode of television. You know, which, you know, yeah. you can take that in a good way. You can take that in a bad way. It, it was, you know, there's parts of it that I definitely like, like you guys, too. And I, I think, you know, it's just because of how grounded it feels, too. Right? Like, I, I know I made the comparison, too, before where it's, I think you were more engaged with, with the Mandalorian because he was constantly jumping on these different worlds and constantly teaming up with these different people so you had these different dynamics every week whereas you know with boba it's literally you're just in the same spot every week and you're kind of with a different story if you're lucky with boba right or or a different a different problem i should say so i think it's because of how grounded it feels and and the lack of you know meeting new people and lack of going to different places i think that's why because it feels so self-contained but, you know, it is a show that you have to write well, too, right? And I, I don't think this show maybe particularly was written quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm hoping the landing is stuck. It, there's certainly redeemable qualities of it. Um, and if, if, the, if that is a Mando tease and, and our guy Mando is coming, maybe he's the saving grace that the show needs. I don't know. Maybe he'll save it. What What I'm starting to think is they should have done... This is what they should have done because they haven't balanced the flashbacks in the present well enough. The flashbacks are still like dominant over the episode. They really, except for episode three, they really should have done probably the first two episodes were flashback. And then the following two were all present day. I think that would have been better yeah, because I don't understand um, what the, because the point of putting him and Fennec meeting in episode four was weird. Like, yeah. Like, because then we see him in the present for four weeks. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the new member, the trope with shows are like, you'd be four episodes or five into a show. Then all of a sudden that sixth one is a complete flashback. Yeah. All of a sudden you get the yeah. origin. We've, or seen that on yeah. Arc. We've seen that on a lot of shows. But where, I just think they should have started you know, with the, him coming out. Yeah. Of the I mean, you know, is it is it bad writing or is it just that we don't like what they're doing with the character too? You know, I'm not I'm not quite sure. I mean, well, well, you know, I mean, that's a good question. Yeah, I still think it's uneven as hell. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think sometimes we have these preconceived notions of of who the character was or where we want him to go. 
And if they take them in another direction, here's 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 how I could weigh it for you. Go ahead. Think about everything we've seen in in the flashbacks. Just like the amount of story. Yeah. Comes out of Sarlacc, meets the Tuscan Raiders, is beaten by the Tuscan Raiders, helps them, becomes one of them, stops the train, saves the tribe, tribe gets killed, meets Fennec Shand, gets his ship back. Yeah. Present day. Goes to the mayor twice. Yeah. Goes yeah. to the bar three times. God's come. Gets attacked once. God's come. And meets the kid. <laughs> So like it is yeah, really outweighed it, it, it in flashback. Yeah, at least in terms of development, there's a lot that happens and, in the and story. Right? Yeah, you could argue the timings there, but actual yeah. impactful things like there's more happening first character in the past and the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess now we're all caught up because it looks like they skipped his stuff in Mando. Yeah, it went right to him and Fennec on the thrones. Yeah, I think flashbacks mm-hmm. all done. Well, that's why I think I like the 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 scene at the table because now he feels present. That's and what it he, is. And he feels like yes. he's ready to be a boss. Yes, you know? man. He's yeah. ready to take over. And save it. Yeah, it took a long time. It took a long <laughs> Yeah. I mean, do you guys think... Yeah. Do, do you guys almost think like they really should have just had somebody like in their late 20s, early 30s for just the flashbacks uh, up know, and then really I just kick so it off bad. in the present day? Yeah. Don't, don't I don't know. I feel so bad because I, you know? I was on that all last week, right? Yeah, and, but he was good in this. But, but like, I but I think it's a valid point because I mean it, I don't know. know I, mean, I feel like yeah. really bad because I hate to be that guy. To, to, no, he's he's a I, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. But I I still kind of feel like they should have went younger. But we'll revisit this at the end. Yeah, and we'll see how it turns out. I have a feeling that I'll wind up taking that back and saying I hope probably I wrong, and I mm-hmm. hope I do. I hope Yo, I do. Dad. I hope I take it back. <laughs> Zeddy, what's the next topic of the show? Why does he do oh, this? I sometimes don't know, man. There's times where he's talking, and I'm like, Zeddy, talk to me about James Gunn. <laughs> You're not going to last. Yeah, I'm like, what You're is like, he? That, that extra syllable, I feel that. Yeah, yep, yep. How... How is your virtual sun dance? And then he doesn't do it. And then he doesn't do it's it. It's weird. Weird. Oh man. All right. Yeah. Let's. Uh. I don't know, man. I. I want. I want to make a little peace now, everybody. Yeah. How about you guys? Let's. Let's. <laughs> let's break some bread here. Let's. Let's make some peace. So, uh, Mister C, this was a very vigilante, pun intended, uh, centric yeah. episode. I know. Last week, I think you guys, one of you guys, might have said that you know. You're not really vibing with the character, and you know I don't know. James Gunn must must have listened because this was a very vigilante centric episode. So, Mister C, what'd you think of uh, episode four? And are you a fan of the vigilante character now? Yes, yes, um, and you're completely right about that. I was he was kind of irritating me uh, in episode three, but they really he really develops well in this episode, and. You know, this episode to me started out a bit slow, but once it got going a little bit with with the flashback with with Chris with with Peacemaker, I mean, it really. I I got to be honest with you. I this to me is my favorite of of the shows we're watching right now, and James Gunn continues to James Gunn, and what I mean by that is he continues, like you say, Zeddy, to use the humor to develop these characters, but then but then really, really kick you in the gut. 
and make you feel the pain of the peacemaker and his dad. And, you know, the whole thing with Abadayu, with her and her relationship mm-hmm. with him, I think is really cool how she's trying to not only find herself, but, but kind of sees the good in the peacemaker. So before we break it down a little bit, I, again, and I loved his scene in the prison Oh, that was when uh, when he stuff, when he when man. he just goes up to, to oh, his father man. and <laughs> just tears those guys apart. Oh, I mean, that was yeah. some unbelievable dialogue. I do uh, I do take issue though with uh, with Mister Peacemaker when he calls Batman a a P. Uh, I won't say it because I'm I'm politically correct Why here, but but actually it? we were laughing. You know that it? whole take on Batman was like really good. Just, oh mean, man, it's, it's hilarious! It's like really, it's hilarious. It's like really it's, 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 <laughs> it's so stuff. Funny. It's terrible, right? See, but it's kind of true. You know, it's the one thing we all think in our minds a lot, but we gloss over. It's kind of like the you know, Bruce Wayne just used the two billion to to fix the city. Well, the other take is that if he, if he just killed these villains or or you know did away with them. But it's a code. We understand he lives by a code and he can't do it. Well, some Batman do and some don't, I guess. Dude, I don't it, know. dude it's so funny. Yeah. Dude, that, <laughs> was so funny. dude no, that was so funny. Like, no one, like, if you're a Batman fan, and like, like, don't get mad. It's funny. Like, it's, that's funny. Like, laugh at that. No, exactly. Um, to me, yeah, I even said I found Vigilante annoying and I really liked him in this episode. I think he works better now that we've seen him without the helmet a little bit mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of able to buy into him you get to see that emotion the scene where he yeets the racist man that was so funny yeah oh the dialogue his execution his performance there the, and then the backstory for chris was tragic at the yeah. end when you see what his father did to him and his brothers i'm like wow they're giving you a lot of layers something subtle in the performance i got from cena is that Mern kind of questions him all oh, i thought you would have killed every man, woman, and children to get peace. And he's kind of exposing him. Like, maybe you are all talk. Like maybe you are what your dad said. uh, uh, I'll say pussy. Like maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe he is what your dad, that's what his dad said. Who is Batman or Peacemaker? No, Peacemaker. I I don't think Batman's a, no. Yeah. Um, But I will say this, man. Uh, uh, Emily, Amelia Harcourt, uh, Uh, Jennifer Holland is really good still. The sporting cast is still good. I still think it's funny that Judo Master won't die. I had a, I'm had having a good time with this show. Yeah. Yep. And I like how he's kind of keeping the butterfly and stuff. So he might be – he's also holding his own cards to his chest, Chris. Um, mm-hmm. And there's going to be some really cool fallout Well, here. the reveal at the end was good. Yeah. Yeah. is a butterfly. A butterfly. So – uh, and those opening credits are still yeah. gold. So, uh, Zeddy, what do you think, Peacemaker? Do you really want to know? Do you really want to know? <laughs> Pick it to go, man. That's so funny. That's <laughs> so impressive, and it's so funny. It's <laughs> beyond impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was a pretty emotional episode. John Cena, to me, continues to tear it up, man. Uh, this role was clearly made for him, and I think it's great that he gets to have these emotional moments to kind of show off his, his acting chops here, because... You know, a lot of people still see him as John Cena, you know, just a wrestler personality. And I think, you know, if this is any inclination of what to maybe expect with The Rock, hopefully in Black Adam, I'm pretty impressed so far. So the vigilante stuff, I'm a little more sold on, you know, like 
we've kind of said here, you know, I'm not fully engrossed with Vigilante and comics and whatnot. I stumbled a little bit in Arrow, so I was neither offended nor disappointed at what we got either. Uh, did he come off a little bit much? Sure, but that's James Gunn. It's kind of what he does. You kind of have to take the humor humor where it lies, and he's a, he looks like a great kid, man. So uh, his dynamic with Cena and Harcourt, Harcourt seems to be pretty good. And Obviously, I don't care about the butterfly storyline at all. It, it's ridiculous, that's, but, you know, yeah. I mean... It's uh, it's pure James Gunn, man. So if you're watching this the show for a, a nice butterfly storyline, you're probably watching the show for the wrong reasons. But uh, hey, this is I'm with Nico on this one. I'm having a fun time with this, you know. And I think maybe I might have micromanaged my expectations a little bit. You know, I might have maybe expected a little too much from the show. And maybe now that I've dialed dialed it back a little bit, I'm having a blast with it. So. Uh, yeah, and Judo Mastery, man, that, that little punk, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Tough he kid, tough kid. Tough kid. Tough you kid, know, man. same thing, too. It, it's, uh, until we see, I guess, the butterfly or whatever this is, it's still a pretty grounded show, too. Yeah. And, um, you know, it takes place in that in that office location and then in this trailer. So you're, you're kind of, it's cool now. We're four episodes in, and you almost feel so familiar with the locations, what's going on. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you guys, too, I mean, we we said it last week though, but I, I continue to really care about John Cena's character, and I know I saw what he did in Suicide Squad, and like I, I, you know, I told you guys I don't know how you could ever forgive him for that, or yeah, look beyond that. Point, a lot, yeah, but they're they're kind of doing a pretty good job here of like where that's kind of like in the back of my mind right now, and I'm I'm wondering at the end of this thing that he does make some kind of retribution for it and be better going forward. Cause I, obviously I think that's where it's headed. You, you never really know with gun because if you think he got it figured out, he might pull the carpet right out from underneath you. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about Cena? Cena's been Terrific, awesome, man. especially in this episode, showing a lot more emotion, a lot more nonverbal acting, a lot more subtlety acting with his eyes, with his face, man. I'm, I'm really impressed with him, man. In fact, there's really only one thing through four episodes that's bothering me about the show, but it's so minuscule, but I don't, I, I don't feel comfortable talking about it on a podcast. I don't because oh, okay. one, I don't work in the industry. So maybe that's why I don't understand it. And two, I don't want to like over project something. So if you want to know one thing that I'm oh, like wow, weirdly, dude. like not vibing Even with, I don't know. Uh, please DM, please DM me and I'll tell you. And maybe you'll tell me if I'm like being too overly like sensitive to something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm never since I'm, I pretty much, I scream accessibility for myself. There's a lot you could put in front of me and put in writing and put in dialogue that I will not like turn my head at, but there's something through four episodes that I, I personally can't conceptualize. Um, And it's very small and it's something probably no one else is thinking, but Hmm. me, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people are watching the show. Don't know that this is a thing either. So Hmm. DM me if you want to know. Do I have to DM you too? Yes. <laughs> oh man! Hey, real quick before before we move on to Superman Lois here, because one of the one of the funniest scenes that I think I got to give credit to is like when they're trying to figure out uh, who to like uh, try to get through the peacemaker a little bit, and and uh, the one guy was like, "Well, why don't you send uh, Abadio because she's got the relationship with him." And the yeah. one guy was like, "Why don't you send Hardcore because she has the relationship with him?" And the one guy was like. No, he wants to sleep with Hardcore. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> hey, listen. I thought that was so funny, man. <laughs> from that trailer when I saw that cast in that diner, and I was like, oh, my God, this looks terrible. The cast is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Every one of them is really, really good, man. Really good. And I'm hoping that they're all around and they stick in this in this little world that James Gunn has created that can expand, hopefully. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> well I also love that one, 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 one quick thing. Sure. I love that how like the vigil- vigilante is so psychotic, yeah. but I love that he's still, <laughs> and I'm going to laugh when I say it, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing what I'm saying. I love that he's so psychotic and he was willing to kill those kids and everything, yeah. but I love that he still draws the line at racism. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. He like, wants to kill you. He wants to kill you. And he was so adamant yeah. about killing everyone. Like, I love that even the most crazy characters have these moral grounds. So God bless peace. Uh, vigilante. vigilante. God bless James Gunn for putting that in the right. Oh my God. The word was interesting. Right. I literally almost went, guys, I almost went my pants. When he's just in that park or whatever, and he like throws the chair in the window and it doesn't break. And all the cops are just <laughs> yeah, like having lunch. <laughs> like, that's what the hell are you doing? Oh, man. It's a funny time, man. <laughs> he's just on the ground like they're going <laughs> to. Oh, it's man. Funny, oh, it's funny, dude. It is. It's an enjoyable show, man. It, it or really... the duck in the human costume. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> How would a duck even do that? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Is that supposed it's to be like some kind of Howard the Duck? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! No, I don't think so. Oh my goodness, that is amazing! All right, fellas. So Peacemaker, it's a thumbs up from all three of us. Can't wait to see what episode five brings. Oof, wow, almost done with that. That feels unreal to say. Uh, but what isn't almost done? What isn't nearly as close to being done yet is a show that just came back: Superman and Lois. Mister C. You guys said you guys were back. You guys you said you were back with Superman and Lois, and it's like the bomb. Once you're in, there's no getting out now. So uh, I'm still what'd in. What do you think of Superman and Lois? I'm still in. I I really enjoyed episode two, and I I kind of went into it like waiting for like me to go like ah here we go again here we go again. And to be quite honest with you, the storylines are continuing. They're very interesting. Uh, I know I'm always going to get a solid A game from uh, Elizabeth Tollick. There's no doubt about it. And, and from and, and our guy, our guy Kyle. Oh, Kyle! Kyle oh, is no no ribs this week. Man. No ribs this week. There's no better. There's nobody better than Kyle. I wish Kyle would get his own series. I wish they would give him powers. He's so damn. You cool. have not gotten over the reply on Twitter. I love it. No, no. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but he's genuinely. He's I, I still would argue place. he's one of the best characters. He's got a special show. place in my heart. Listen, <laughs> um, no, but you know what, dude? It, it was again. It's really cool. Uh, I was talking to Nick while we were watching it. I I still think that Tyler looks so good in the suit that I honestly believe he could be a big screen Superman. And that's not that I'm not trying to be derogatory on the show, but I, I look at him and I'm like, wow, man. I'm like, I, I could almost see him like, and this is never going to happen. But with Robert Pattinson, I mean, they, they're about the same age. They yeah. look great yeah. together. Very majestic looking. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> the, the only thing, the only thing I will say, and I obviously, we talked about this after the show, and, and Nick will get. Nick's going to break some of the teen angst down. 
A little bit better than I can. That's my specialty for this review. That's my specialty for this review. Is that, you know, like at the end there when we, we see Doomsday, like I do just feel sometimes like, is this really the only stories that we have to tell? But hopefully, Z, they're going to do it like we talked about last week, maybe in a little different way. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many stories to tell. Oh, and I and I love, you know, I love the the Natalie, the daughter, and 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 that whole thing. And yeah. I love when she made breakfast and didn't realize that she was a vegan. Yeah. And yeah. John Henry, it's just it's. I tell you what, it's a really good fun show. Um, but I watch each week, and I'm waiting for it to go off the rails. <laughs> now, now we're gonna have we're gonna turn the segment over to uh, to my, <laughs> you guys are a little younger, you know a little bit more about. It. I've been married 30 years now. I don't know what, what's going on in the world of, of uh, camps and, and, and what you will or whatever. So. Welcome. Okay. Um, so, Zeddy, you you alluded to something. You said that we're back. Me and my father are back. And uh, my dad, he confirmed that and said he's in. Um, I will also confirm that I'm in. But do you know who's not in? Jordan. I'm not going to say I knew it, but I knew I it. it and listen, that was <laughs> comical for content. Yes, I did play that song to make this. This is that he's going to fall out of his chair. That was the goal. <laughs> yes, I did play that song for a comedic moment, but that is for content because we at the V39 are always hashtag team content. I'm very happy it ended up being what it was because I think it makes Sarah very interesting, very relatable to this current um youth to to gen z and so on but i will say jordan we have the confirmation can we take a moment of silence for jordan three seconds because gg and we are back okay jordan i'm sorry <laughs> didn't give her time though to explain he did, you know what and that's he why i'm pissed at jordan quick, you know what man i think she was gonna say she was gonna yes that she did kiss a girl at camp and I don't know that she liked it. I think she's confused. She, yeah, you know? I, I mean, I was. And, uh, yeah. um, I mean, I had to let no, the chorus I know play. It's a joke. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being serious now. And I think he should have gave her time to explain a little bit. He, do, he took his ball and ran. See, listen, he just man, like he just pouted right up. I understand the room he there. was hurt. He should have heard her out because, yeah. in my humble opinion, I don't. <laughs> and there's a lot of sure. There's a lot of. There are a lot of beliefs on this, but me being in a younger generation, I think, um, hey, if she's figuring herself out, I think she, I think there's a little leeway, at least have the conversation. But here's why I liked it: it adds more layers to her. And last year, she was a very interesting character, and then defaulted to kind of like just being Jordan's love interest. And I not only like this for her, I like her newfound relationship with Natalie. I yeah. wonder if that's gonna. Mm-hmm. Big bong. Who knows? Um, but I really like it. And but here's the thing: I hope it's explored now, because if it was a throwaway line for representation, and she yeah. just goes right back to Jordan, and everything's fine, I'll say, "All right, FUCW, you literally threw that in there to make us clap." Yeah. And like, hey, we're we're trying to represent, and but don't worry, she's gonna end up with Jordan in a week. Don't be mad. I really will like if they explore her trying to figure herself out because mm-hmm. I think she's a very free loving character 
on this show so far, and I want to give um, I don't know how to say her name. It's Indy Navarrete, I think. I hope yeah. I said it right. Um, well, she's got great parents. The parents. She has great to, parents, to and be, she uh, has been very. <laughs> she was. She was Plus very. Father. Oh yeah. The father, the mother, the mother's got too much stuff on her mind all the time. Right. The father's right. Yeah. Like she went <laughs> from like relating to Jordan yeah. with like the anxiety and stuff. Right. And then they kind of dropped all that for her to just be the, like the girlfriend. So I love that they're going to give her more time to explore herself, explore what it means to be loved. So like, I think that's cool. And in the end, I do think her and Jordan are probably going to work out, but I will, I do want to see her explore and give her some more depth um, so I'm very, I, I personally, I stood up and was yeah. like, yes, let's go. Not only cause I called it, but I'm like, no, this is cool. This is good for Sarah. It, you, you know, and plus in the first episode, she was just playing like awkward the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, no, I want something else. But yeah. So in all seriousness, great development. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan's still hitting home runs. He's got to hit the gym a little bit. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like his storylines are always kind of doggy D at the gym. That guy's pressing like three twenty fives. He's like, he's I was not pressing pressing that at 15. That's all I'll say. Like looking at Nico over here. I knew you were going to say, I knew you were going to say, I was waiting. I was, I purposely didn't interject because I said, wait till he, I'm going to let him make his little joke and then we'll move yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, what about Morgan Edge? I didn't want to see him. I didn't want to see him. That Morgan was, that was bad. That was a bad thing. I didn't want to see him. Hello, brother. I didn't want to see Morgan Edge. I have no more powers, brother. I lied. Oh, now dude, I do. Dude, and watching Jordan try to fight him, I'm like, oh, GG Jordan twice, man. This guy got GG. This guy got dumped and choke slammed twice in the same episode. GG, brother. Hang it got up. Got dunked on and dumped. Man. In the oh, same bro, episode. In all seriousness, literally everything else was great, but the Morgan Edge stuff. And yeah. I'm a little skeptical of Doomsday, too, because it feels like yeah. season mm-hmm. one, let's do Zod copycat and try to take over Krypton followed by potential evil Superman followed by doomsday is going to come to, yeah. to, uh, to, uh, to clap. So you know, I don't know. Yeah. To close it off. I think one of the best parts too, is when the Wookiee shows up and he's, he, he breaks it. Oh no, that was, that was Boba Fett. I'm sorry. Well, what about, no, well, what about, We're watching so many well, what shows. about when yeah. they're in the diner and and the mayoral candidate calls Lois sugar tits. Oh God! <laughs> is that peacemaker? Oh, damn, that's peacemaker. Oh man! I'm sorry. And when uh, God, there's so much content at once. All the shows are blending into one. All the shows are blending. But in all seriousness, no. Superman Lois is entertaining. It's good. That was a hard pull. <laughs> We're laughing as yeah. yeah. But in all seriousness, it's entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it is. That was great. No, it's uh, really good. Just uh, put Morgan Edge back in jail for the rest of. Um, that we're on this planet Earth, and um, man, I hope you don't team up with oh, you. Know who's coming out? Come on, yeah, come on. you know what's happening. The lo- <laughs> I the- got scared for a second when they went to his fortress. Oh, I said, so I got Palpatine's back. <laughs> Unlimited power. Then it was like the mom stuff was kind of annoying. It's a beautiful too. woman, Do it. but I mean, I don't Do know. it. Do it. You know. Oh man, we understand that. Uh, she obviously produced Morgan. Not normally. It was it was a um, genetic. You and your despicable mother. <laughs> Last thing for me. 
I love um, Lana running for mayor. I think oh, it's yeah, really great for her. And shout out to Kyle, the best character on the show. I'm dead serious, 100, yeah. percent um, for being the massive support system for her and and his, um, what a great father. And what a great father yeah. to Sarah. Yeah, suddenly he gives out really great advice. I love it. I love it. If Doomsday kills him, dude, I'm I'm done with the show. I got a bad feeling. If Kyle dies, oh man, I'm not watching. I don't care how good it is. I'm I'm not watching. If Kyle's ever not on this damn show, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. But the last thing I'll say is, man, we need Jordan to take a few dubs soon because that man, that man, he's on a bad streak, man. He's on a he's on like a four oh three percentage right now. Listen, I've been dumped <laughs> friend zone before, but I've never been dumped friend zone and then got my ass kicked by a crypto by a Kryptonian before. By, your by my uncle. Choked by your uncle. Choked by my uncle. It's yeah. in grade school what happened was I broke up with this girl and then this guy scored a layup on me and then I lost the game. Because it because the ball went out of the rim and oh man. I'll take that over getting <laughs> spanked around by a Kryptonian <laughs> being. But uh no man, it's good. I'm back in uh, for now, as I'll keep saying, and uh, we'll see where it goes. Shouts to Superman Lois, you are doing well. Just take and it no week to week, man. Week week by week, it's all you got to do, man. Um, so obviously I'm not gonna harp on it too much. There's a whole episode of Chris Evans and I on the World's Finest on our YouTube yeah. channel, so go give that a watch. But I'm really enjoying what they're doing with Superman, with making him like a liability. Is he one? Uh, so that part continues to really interest me. But go on YouTube. Go look up World's Finest on our YouTube channel. It's on the Vigilante nineteen thirty nine, and Chris Evans and I recap that show up to a T. So, I, actually, guys, I think that's probably good about do it for this week. So, you know, we, we were a little bit behind on our release schedule, but Nico <laughs> and I saw about like twenty four movies between the two of us combined. So, uh, please, please give us a little <laughs> point here. We were on our cinephile status, so. Uh, but yeah, we, no got an, we got an episode right? out, and that's all that matters. We take a break from. We're gonna take a break from. We're gonna take a little yeah. bit of a break. And then I like your idea of maybe doing some Batman stuff. We might do right at the end. Yep. Uh, do a little shout out to the previous Batman movies as we count down the weeks. We are. That's gonna be exciting. Only I have to do the shout out to Spider-Man No Way Home becoming the sixth <laughs> highest grossing film of all time. It, 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 had, it had to stay and in I there. think fourth domestically. Fourth domestically. Is it? Yeah. Did it hit one point seven? Eyes on Avatar. Dumb. It's got its eyes on Avatar. Did it hit 1.7 yet, or is it yeah. still uh, 1.6? Just under, I believe. It's going to hit 1.6. Yeah, wow. Which Man. is a bit above the predicted end. was about 1.6. Something's going to hit 1.7. Dub. 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 And also, uh, as of this recording, how about those that official image, guys? That The, oh, the image yeah. that's been leaking for over a year. Finally, it's official. Now time for the posters and the figures. About the time. There you Shout go. Shout out to Garfield, who's been absolutely terrific. In every single interview, every appearance Dude, that he's, he's done, he's, he's yeah. just, a, just a guy like I, I. I just wish I knew him. He's such a, such a kind, young, wonderful human being. Outstanding. Maybe and his Oscar winner. Toby are so warm and, and and they make me feel so good. I'm just waiting for Toby. I don't know where yeah. he's at. I I wish he would maybe give us something, pop his head out, and say hello. How you doing? Because it sure sounds like him and Garfield had a blast doing this, and that they really bonded. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that stuff was created among the two of them. A lot of the dialogue and stuff. Now I'm not saying the writers weren't there; they were, but these guys really, really, it seems like had that two weeks before they filmed and had a beautiful game plan of how they wanted to play this thing out. So, quick shout out to Andrew Garfield. He solidified something today. 
What's that, sir? I'm not sure if you saw my tweet, but he solidified something today. What did he solidify? There's been rumor, because I'm not sure if people know this uh, about me, but I'm very into uh, like style and uh, clothing, and the oh. rumor has been that the sweater vest is coming back. Oh, I'm sure And I was not, I was not a part of this movement, Yeah. but uh, today... I watched that beautiful man pulling sure off on I the sure. Allen show. Did you order some? I'm sure you oh, did. Oh, some are in the car, brother. Some are in the car, brother. It is the year of sweater vests. It's 2022. Thanks, Dan. So shout to Andrew Garfield. Who the vest, though? For a while now, who? The winter vest? Yeah. Well, that's been your thing since, like, that's Nam. That's been my thing, you know? That's been your thing since, like, <laughs> Nam. Keep but, um, you gentlemen got to watch the eyes of Tammy uh, Faye, man. He wore a killer uh, vest in that movie. You mean I was four then? I was wearing... I was wearing... Correct. <laughs> Winter vest when I was four. Oh, okay, man. You. you do rock a mean winter vest yeah, with sure. everything. Shirts, sweatshirts, zip-ups. do a good job with it, yeah. Quarters. The zips. golf vest is nice, too, in the spring when I wear that. Golf is a nice vest. Yeah, I have a nice, nice, light, nice. real lightweight, little black Under Armour vest. I really like it. Yeah. You you haven't golfed in about 15 years, it, but... I don't golf. I haven't nice golfed in a long time, but I, I, I can... Model the attire and wear it. It's good. You know? <laughs> it's all about your core. I was going to say, it's all about keeping your core warm. Uh, it's all about the core. You know what, Miss Lee? I'll take you guys over to the range one day. We got this. Don't go. worry. We're going to go. We'll go hit a bucket, son. We'll, we'll, go, hit, we'll go hit a bucket, as, as the kids say. There you go. We'll go hit a bucket. Exactly. <laughs> Nico can pick up. We'll just have him sit in the back. And get all the... <laughs> He'll be our you daddy. Like, don't you? <laughs> sure. Okay. I'll, I'll take some smoke, some cigars, yeah. hit a bucket. Nico, Nico, go, drive man. us in the caddy. We got wow. this. Man, wow, that's a great day. Look at that. So much stuff coming, guys. It's good every week now. Yeah, every man. Every week. It's a great, it's a great time, man. Great time. But uh, all right, guys. I think it's probably a great spot to wrap this bad boy up. Thank you so much again, gentlemen. Thank you for all our listeners, as always, for being patient with us. But. Mr. C, closest out here. Where could everybody find you? Yeah, you can you can get me at N. Caruso Jr. on Twitter. And we just recorded a wonderful episode with our good friend Rob Myers, drummer Rob 10, for our RBTE, Right Between the Eyes, KISS podcast on our favorite rock and roll group, KISS, Three Generations of KISS fans. We broke down the demo disc of the Destroyer 45th box set. That'll be out this Thursday. Yeet. Uh, you can follow me on Nico Caruso, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox, and TikTok. Letterbox and Twitter to follow all the Sundance stuff at the moment. TikToks, all their movie reviews, having a ball doing that. Uh, continue to support Spider-Man, No Way Home. It's glorious. You're going to go seventh? No. Shout. Seventh time? Hold on. Hold on. Uh, follow at Italians for Spidey <laughs> with our good friend, Mr. Peter. I screw this up every time. R. Peter Vera. R. It's, it's R. Vera. R. Or no, it's um, Peter R. Vera. Damn it, he's going to be... Oh, man, we just talked about this. Bad Pete, I love you. Uh, we'll do it. We're gearing up to do a show soon. Nice. Um, and yeah, uh, will I do a seventh if they do what we think they're going to do? I will go a seventh time. If they nice. don't do what I think they're going to do, I'm going to wait. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I'm done. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome, brother. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Nick Zenick. It's just my name, N I C K Z E D N I K. Been having a blast watching all these movies at Sundance. Uh, thank you for everybody who's been very supportive of all my reviews. That really does mean a lot. And uh, give my letterbox as well. Uh, follow at Zeddy Films because I'm logging all my reviews as well on that. Follow our YouTube channel at Vigilante1939. Please subscribe to it. A lot of great content coming on there. Chris Evans and I from the Gathering of the Geeks podcast. Are we viewing Superman and Lois every week? So 
like, share, and subscribe all those videos. That would be much appreciated. Of course, follow Vigilante1939 on Twitter as we rapidly approach 750 followers. That would be great leading up to the Batman. That would be amazing. And uh, please consider leaving a rating and a review for Vigilante1939 on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. You can find us wherever else you get your podcasts at. But let's get about to it for this week's episode. For Nick Caruso Jr., for Nico Caruso, my name's Nick. As Michael Keaton's Batman always says, I want you to tell your friends about me. GG, Jordan. Thank mm-hmm. you.